Welcome to another episode of the E&E Show, where we'll talk about equipping and enabling believers to make disciples. I'm Bucky Elliott, the media director at International Commission, and we're shooting here today in the under construction, a second location for Rock Point Church in Flower Mound, Texas at Parker Square. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, what is being built here uh, physically and ministry wise. Today I have with me uh, Tino Smith. Tino is a husband, a father of four, he's a coach, and uh, he is the college pastor here at Rock Point Church. Welcome, uh, Tino. Thank you. Thank you Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Um, Today we're going to talk about uh, college ministry and what that means in the Great Commission and what what our role can be. Um, So anything you want to say right off the bat? Um, Yes, that I just... I find it an honor that God has opened my heart to the college age ministry because so many of them going through transitions and they're looking for guidance and they're crying and begging for it. And some people don't even know how to ask for it. And some people even act like they don't want it. But the reality of it is we all come to a place in our life where we want someone to see us and recognize our struggle, even if we don't know how to ask for it and take the time out of their schedule just to say, I see you, how can I help you? And I feel like this has been such an honor with the College Days Ministry because I get to do that. Awesome. So talk a a little bit about um, what you're doing at Rock Point. I mean, you're you're basically building a a college ministry from the ground up, which is why it's kind of appropriate uh, to shoot here while this building is being built uh, and totally renovated. Well, it's so significant to me because there's many ministries that take place on Thursday night. And... Every time I was asked to participate in a ministry, it's a ministry that I would really enjoy doing. However, when it came to this ministry, my, my, my schedule opened up. Like I was busy on Thursday nights. And then all of a sudden, uh, it felt like God just placed this in my lap and opened up my schedule for Thursday nights. And I just took it as confirmation that this is how I was supposed to move forward, along with the excitement of getting to work with a group of people that I could you know, that I was able to relate to by going through some of the things I went through at this age. So this ministry is new and it's exciting. It comes with pros and cons. The cons of it is, is that you have to be willing to hear the cry. Like you just can't go in there and just mandate everything. You got to know who your audience is. You got to, you got to understand what's important and you got to understand exactly what they're needing in that moment. And so you got all these different people coming in, both male and female, with at various backgrounds, with different upbringings. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to hear it all. You got one person on the side of the room saying, quoting um, doctrine, and you got another person saying, what's that? Mm-hmm. But they both yeah. just as serious about growing in Christ. And so you have to be able to take that and be able to penetrate that to something that works out for the whole group. So uh, I'm, that's, that's, the, that's the good, and if you want to say bad, that's the bad of it, is that you got to be a good listener. Yeah, whether that's listening to them or listening to the Spirit, you got to be able to listen because um, if you don't, then they really don't care about what you have to offer if you don't care about them. Yeah, so that authenticity is, is so important, uh, both, both in how we approach ministry and... I mean, I'd say, I mean, this is my experience uh, here and, and on the foreign mission field is uh, is to bu- the importance of building relationships. 
Absolutely. real relationships. You got somebody has to know that you really care about them. Yeah. Uh, I heard you talk about uh, the importance of listening, and that's I mean that's key. That's a key part of building relationships yes. with people, right? They've got to know, especially this next generation. They need to know that your your interest in building a friendship with them is really to do that, yes. and and really uh, because you care about them, because you believe in them. Uh, Somebody, everybody wants somewhere to belong, but that thing about, I mean, the authenticity and identity are so important yes, to, yes. Uh, to college age people. Yes. So what, what is the role of uh, college students in evangelism, in missions? What, what is their role in, you know, in God's kingdom? How, how do we help them follow the great commission that Jesus gave? As I answer your question, I, I want to make sure that I set a precedence. Many times, as a parent, as a coach, as a teacher, as a pastor, sometimes we um, abandon our posts to try to um, make a difference. In other words, you got a shepherd and you got a sheep. Sometimes we feel like we got to become sheep to minister to sheep. And that's not beneficial because you lose the authority in that. Yeah, and yeah. so the one thing that I, I, I say that the role with in helping college age become uh, make a difference in the world through evangelism is understanding what my role is. Like, that's good. Yes, yeah. because I, a, a shepherd is always there to oversee the sheep, mm -hmm. to guide them, to protect them. Sheep don't protect sheep. <laughs> right. That's very important. And when you understand your role as a shepherd, you start understanding that it's just as significant for you to go through your devotional, through your prayer. Jesus prayed often, yeah. right? Yeah, Before he, he took time away. He too, took yeah. time away. Mm -hmm. So as a, as a shepherd, you got to realize that change first starts in the mirror. And once you start, you, you, can't, you can't give what you don't possess, mm -hmm. right? And even when you try Somewhere in it, especially for those who are hungry for truth, they can see the camouflage of a lie hidden in that. And you don't want that. Your best ministry is being able to believe what it is that you're saying and talking about. Right. And this is why oftentimes people promote scripture and doctrine. Right. And I love scripture. I love that. Like it's the essence of who I am. But the Bible tells us it don't say doctoring your, your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't say doctoring your neighbor as yourself. It says love. And I think sometimes we, we sacrifice the love and try to give doctrine. And, and for a person who don't understand doctrine, they don't care about doctrine. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. You got to start yeah. somewhere. What, um, what potential do you see in college age believers uh, to reach their peers? Uh, for the gospel that's a, that's a, a unique question in this sense you have one that based on what you're willing to offer to listen and to build that relationship you have all the potential potential in the world but to another if there's no trust if there's no confidence if there's no love you're not going to get anything from them you're going to get you're going to get just works or acts that not really connected to the greater ministry of making better followers of Christ. And so one of the things that I've tried to do in this ministry is make sure that I kept a genuine, authentic environment for whoever you are 
to be who you are in that moment. And so sometimes, you know, I have different leaders that caution me on inviting someone up to speak who's not really, really matured in the faith. But what I've learned is we all have something to offer God, even if it's just our sin. That's what Jesus came for and said, give me your sin and I give you me. Man, that's good. And I don't Amen. think we realize that that this person, they may not be on a scale of one to ten as a Christian um, at a six, as if you can really measure it. Yeah. But what they do have to give is, is they can, this is a testimony. I wish I was uh, stronger. I wished I wanted to pray more. I wished I knew Jesus more. I'm not there. Sometimes somebody else needs to hear that you're not there yet. Yeah. And we that's the part that we try to um, shun people and, and quieten them and say they're not ready yet. But the truth is, Jesus called Paul in a matter of a day. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, what was he on his way to do? He, he was on his way. Yes. That's not very Christian. Yeah, right? it's not very Christian. Yeah. And I think that sometimes the church, this is why I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not against doctrine, but I just think that sometimes we can't throw people away for doctrine because you don't know what God is going to do in their life and what changes. You don't know who eyes he's going to blind so they can see. Mm-hmm. So we have to be available and, and not judgmental to know that, hey, this may be the next Paul. So I just think that's very crucial to, if you're gonna teach people to evangelize, you gotta see, you gotta see your ministry and, and the people through God's eyes. Because we look at everything they've done wrong. We look at where they're not. We look at, they don't have a degree. We look at, they hadn't been to seminary. That's not what God is looking at, at all. Even on the cross, the thief was, was hadn't done any yeah. good he activity. He didn't have time for that. Yes. And, but he recognized that he needed to be saved and he recognized the Savior. And he said, and Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise. To me, that's the beautiful, that, that is the most evangelistic thing that we can do is recognize that it's not about our works. It's about recognizing a, a, a Savior that died and resurrected so that we can have life and be in paradise. Amen. Uh, so something that comes along with that as believers become more and more uh, connected to the Lord, right? They're connected to the vine. They grow fruit. Uh, that's what we want to see happen yes. with college students. Yes. And we want to see it happen as a natural outgrowth of their closeness with Jesus. We, we know that, that uh, salvation can happen in an instant because of the, uh, of the faith like uh, the thief on the cross. Right. But sanctification takes a long time. Uh, becoming like Christ and doing the things that He commanded us to do uh, because of our love for Him, uh, through the power of His grace, that takes time. Yes. And, so, and it's not a solo sport. We've got to walk together in doing yes. that. Uh, but what, you know, what's that going to take? What's that going to take here around Parker Square? What's, what's that going to take uh, to reach some of the college students right here around the space uh, introduced to Jesus Christ and to see those kind of changes in their life? What, yeah. what's, what's your vision here? I, I would love to transition in that. I, I, I'm going to go back to what I said originally, and then I'm going to build up on that. And that is... Um, Basically, you, you, you got to understand that sometimes we say, who can we minister to? 
I think the question is, is I think it should be different. Okay. Why should someone follow me? Why should someone follow me? Because we quit to go and do some work. Yeah. But then if we don't have the substance, we lose the follower. Not only that, we're quick to go and tell people about Jesus and get them saved. And then that's our glory of the story. But we, in order to continue to do this work, it takes more than that. Like Jesus didn't abandon his disciples. Yeah. And even when he left, he said, y'all don't understand. If I don't leave, right, we, he, kept the, he kept the mission. And so when you're talking about evangelism to the college age, and when you're talking about ministering here at Parker Square, first of all, I think the first thing you've got to recognize is the opportunity. You don't see opportunity you can't appreciate. You see it as work, then it's another day. Mm -hmm. And then you're talking about the season and the time and the world that we're in. If we don't see God giving opportunity, don't understand that he has put the, the spotlight on the church. Like we think everything is in chaos. What he did is actually exclamate the church yeah. and saying, this is why you're important. It's yeah. job security, if you want to say and so now yeah, we've got work to do. We have yeah, work yeah, to do. We, yeah. And because he's put that spotlight on us, now it, it, it allows you to see and determine if you're real and you're worried about, you know, how you can get the meal prepped or you're worried about being at his feet and that's plugged in. And so coming here at Parker Square, um, we, we, we started Parker Square long before we move into this building. If we don't start doing the things that we need to do right now, then Parker Square is just another building. Mm -hmm. So you building the college age ministry now, you're showing them it's okay to fail, but it's also okay to go and repent and forgive. And you, you're showing them how to keep coming back. Peter denied Jesus, cut a man ear off. But the one thing that Peter did that was awesome, he stayed in the bosom of Jesus. He came back. Yeah, he came back. Yes. And I needed that. And then but, he ended up leading the church. Yes. Planting churches. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, that's an example here. And he didn't have a lot. He didn't do everything right. In fact, yeah. when Paul came back, it was questioned whether he should let Paul join him or not. So we all go through those struggles. But we think that the struggles of, uh, because everything don't go smooth, we think maybe that's not God's will. In the midst of this chaos, we think doors are shutting. But the reality of doors are opening. And to those who can trust and believe, they get out the boat. For those who are comfortable or scared, they stay in the boat. Now, they were still Jesus' disciples. Don't get me wrong. That's a good word. Right? Too, yeah. But if they wanted to do something that feels impossible, they have to come out their comfort zone. And so for me, when I deal with the college age ministry and all the members that are there, I don't. I don't give them excuse to stay mediocre. I don't, I don't give them excuse to stay in a place of contentment. And, and so, but the first person I challenge is not them, it's me. Yeah. And one of the things as Christian that's hard, cause it almost feels like bragging, but the Lord has put on my heart. I gotta be willing to, to share the benefits of the kingdom. Yeah. So, so if, if my mission is just going and saying, oh, let me tell somebody about God, then I may not be as excited. But let me tell you about the God oh, that's good. that served me. Amen. Yeah. That's a different story. 
And so I'm not passing on, I'm not only, I'm not only passing on scripture, I'm passing on the experience. Yeah. So I, I do believe that we have to truly understand that when we have a chance to make a difference in somebody's life, it's not predicated on them saying yes or no. It's predicated on us saying yes or no. That's a good word, you know. It's challenging too, but it's not. It's not just challenging. It's really encouraging. It's, mm-hmm. it's really. Uh, I've, I've I've taken two of my college age uh, members out to lunch and just have. In both instances, we've had people come up and and just share a God moment. And both of the members, you know. Members ask me like, "Does this always happen?" I say, "I just don't know how Lord, how the Lord is going to work mm-hmm. when you're willing to work." And and these people were not at our table, but in both instances, they came and shared their heart and just said, "Thank you for being who you are." And she and she was like, "You, you, uh, this always happening?" To you? And the answer, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> I don't. It's not. They don't know me, but there's tell. That's telling me that there is something greater. When you believe, when you live, when you actually possess what it is that you trying to tell other people about, that even the blind can see, even the the those who are struggling all of a sudden looking, they're looking, you know what everybody's looking for? A, a reality of how can I be set free? How, how yeah. can I? And if, and you know what the question is? The next question is, who can I trust with that? Who can I believe? Who is exemplifying that I can do this? Because if they're not doing it, it's just a good conversation. But if they are, it's revolution. I think that's important. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Just listening to you, there, there's got to be some crossover between coaching and the skills and experience God has given you there and uh, and what you're doing at Rockport. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, thank you for asking that. That's important, very important to me. Um, as a coach, but I always ended up with teams where players were didn't have confidence. Um, they struggled. They, they would um, go to one team and get beaten down, and then somehow I would end up with all these type of players, for the most part, on my team. And I'm like, Lord, why do I always get all the players that are struggling? Like, like, but it 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 helped me become a shepherd. Mm-hmm. It helped me understand what being a shepherd means. Because most coaches, when they recruit, they're looking for the greatest. They're looking for they're looking to do hardly any work. And what the Lord has shown me is amazing. And so it's like they come across my path when they needed to be encouraged, needed to uh, find their confidence, needed to find their identity. And it's funny because, and this is what I think about the college age as well, God said he would use the foolish things of this world. And so if you, if you're as a coach, if you only think about winning, if you're only thinking about what you can get out of it, you miss all the hidden potential of the players that just loan confidence. Fast, athletic, maybe very skilled, but you miss out on that. And I want to make sure that I don't do that in the church because they don't look a certain way. They don't come from a certain background. I don't want to overlook the ones that God has given me. 
And if you be honest with it, that's where Jesus went. Think, why did he have a special heart for the widows and the fatherless? He mentioned them. And, and I'm not saying that's all he has a heart for, but he mentioned them. And that's significant to me because it's easy to say they don't have what it takes or they're behind the eight ball. Too much work. He said, no, that's where I'm going to go. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really excited to see uh, what happens here. It's it's something special to, to, to sit down like this um, with somebody who... It was part of the same launch team yes. for uh, yes. what's going to happen here. Uh, your role is is unique in building yes. something uh, from the ground up. And so uh, I'm just really excited to see uh, what God is going to do uh, through the life of Rock Point and in this community right here physically around where uh, Parker Square is. Um, there, there's, there's so many people that Rock Point hasn't reached, and we don't know if anybody has reached them with the gospel. There are college students here uh, who need someone to build a relationship with, uh, someone who, who cares about them. So um, I do want to talk to uh, other college pastors right now and let you know that at International Commission, we want to walk alongside you. We want to partner with you in doing all of this and in making disciples who make disciples, reaching college students in such a such a prime time of their life to really fall in love with Jesus and to do the things that he said to do, to reach others with their testimonies um, and help them grow in faith. Uh, we've got some tools and resources uh, that you can use on our website. We've got evangelism toolkits. We have uh, training webinars that you can be a part of, but we would love to uh, connect you with one of our staff members to help coach you in coaching the students that you're serving in the Great Commission because we know what's possible when God inspires that in your heart and you take action. Uh, we're all in this together. The Absolutely. the Christian life's not a solo sport. Yeah. And so if you're a college minister who's out there just looking for someone to, to partner with, you, you need you need some support. Uh, we're, we're here to, to help you out with that. And uh, Tino's a good example of somebody who just is on fire for the Lord. Uh, and his reason for wanting to reach college students is that, just that he's in love with Jesus and he wants them to know him too. Tino, what word might you have for other people who are trying to reach college students? It's evangelism in and revival starts within us. And I think that's important so you don't lose grip of, of why you're doing what you're doing. And then and, and from a more practical standpoint, once you come to peace in that place where I have something to, of the Lord to give, yeah. I have a word, I, I have a shoulder, or I got a prayer, whatever it is, then you take that without this bendy, like, being a Christian for uh, a professional Christian, you're able, I'm able to take college students now with me as we go around to the businesses, introducing ourselves and saying, we just want to be here. Let us know how we can help. Because sometimes that's the most significant thing you can do is to make it available. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we get around and that we're not forcing, but we're inviting. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. And that's, that's one of the things I love about where this is, mm-hmm. where this is located. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is this is a town square that really was just built. There wasn't a town square here. It's right. intentionally like right. like a town square. There's businesses here. There yeah. are schools here. There's all sorts of. There's a great coffee shop here. Yes. There's just, there's so much opportunity there yes. to to love the community around us. And we all say that in churches. You know, we want to love and reach the community around us. Well, this is a. I mean, this is a great one. This is being built right here in a place that's already established. And so, uh, being the new kid on the block, we get to say. We're here, and here's why we're here, and we want you to be a, a part of our family. You know, we're here. We're here for you. Yes. Uh, um, you know, you're not out there for us. Yes. We don't just want you to Absolute, come over here. That's it. We're coming that's to you, it. and we're here, and this mm-hmm. is the reason we're here. And I mean, that can make all the difference. We're talking about building relationships, what a great way to start them yes. is to is to frequent their businesses, become the regulars, yes. get to know the owners, and. Yes. Uh, and show them that we really care about them as people. Yes. And we've got a great God to, to introduce them to. Absolutely. Amen. Tino, thank you again yes. so much for joining us. Um, I'm excited to see what God is going to do. Absolutely. Thank you, Bucky. Uh, if you're watching, we've talked about ways that you can go and share Christ with others. So go out there and tell somebody about Jesus.